Chapter Three of Carpenter's Geographical Reader Asia by Frank Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. The Island Empire of Japan. Japan, what a wonderful country it is! It is the island empire of the Far East, one of the most beautiful lands on the other side of the globe. Lying as it does in the deep waters of the Western Pacific, the country winds in and out like a snake from southwest to northeast, a distance of more than 2,000 miles. This snake is made up of hundreds of mountainous islands, and it drags its length through almost every climate known to man. Its tail, formed by the island of Formosa, lies in the warm waters just above our Philippine islands, flapping as it were upon the Tropic of Cancer. It thus makes Japan our next-door neighbor. Farther north, the snake sinks the lower part of its trunk under the waters of the Kuroshiwo, or Black Current, a green island speck showing out here and there, and then rears it up for 1,100 miles in the islands of Kyushu, Shikoku, and Hondo, embracing every gradation of the temperate zone. Its gigantic head is Hokkaido, or Yizo. This lies in the cold waters of the northern Pacific and is shrouded in snow during the long winter months and at times bedded in ice still farther north running out like a horn from one side of the head is the lean kuril group which almost reaches kamchatka in russian siberia and on the other side the island of sakhalin the northern half of which is still subject to russia japan controls also some of the mainland in southern manchuria and the peninsula of korea now belongs to the empire the main portion of this snake embracing the islands of hondo shikoku and kyushu forms the principal part of japan it is the home of most of the people and it contains all the great cities it is that part of japan which has most to do in the work of the world and it is there that much of our time will be spent the climate of this section is delightful and the air is so loaded with moisture that even in winter the land is emerald green now and then the snow falls on the northern part of the island of hondo but the green grass shows out through the white and the plum trees are in blossom in the midst of our winter the country is one of forests and flowers the people call it the land of the chrysanthemum and the camellia and magnolia grow wild upon its green hills the cherry tree is cultivated for its blossoms and while it is blooming, the Japanese have picnics when old men and old women, young men and maidens, and even the children wander about through the trees and, inspired by the sight, write verses of poetry which they tie to the branches. There is no land in the world which has a greater variety of beautiful scenery. Japan is composed of mountains and valleys. It has many small plains, and the plains and valleys are covered with farms. It has beautiful lakes, and numerous rivers flow down its green hills. Hundreds of waterfalls give it fine water power, which is now being applied to the running of factories. Many of the mountains are lofty, and all are so clad in verdure that one can hardly believe that the whole country was once made up of volcanoes. As we come near the coast on our big ocean steamer, the sight that first meets our eyes is a white mountain cone, which hangs like a silver cloud on the western horizon. 
it increases in size as we come nearer and a long hazy blue line of coast shows out below it through a thin veil of mist that cone is fujiyama the famous sacred mountain of japan it is more than twice as high as mount washington and during the greater part of the year is covered with snow fujiyama is an extinct volcano and it may some day again burst forth as we come nearer still we can see the vapor arising from another volcano on an island farther off to the south and we are told that we shall be traveling in and out among volcanic islands as long as we stay in japan the country has about fifty steaming volcanoes and there are other mountains which although now quiet may at any time break into eruption the islands contain more than one thousand hot springs where the people enjoy steam baths given by nature a land like this is sure to have earthquakes and japan has so many that its capital the city of tokyo is said to feel one or more shocks every day of the year in the past the people believed that the trembling of the earth was caused by a gigantic fish which lived in the sea and now and then bumped its nose or struck its tail against the shores in its anger today the japanese have as correct a scientific knowledge of earthquakes as any other people connected with the imperial university is a professor of earthquakes and we can find out more about such things here than in any other part of the world indeed it is quite likely that we may feel an earthquake during our tour and if it should be a serious one i am sure we shall never wish for another one happened about two centuries ago which destroyed the japanese capital and in which two hundred thousand people lost their lives the same city had a terrible earthquake in eighteen fifty five during which sixteen thousand houses were thrown down and many people were killed it was in eighteen ninety four that i narrowly escaped death in a great earthquake in tokyo at that time the ground rose and fell like the waves of the sea it cracked open in many places and some of the buildings connected with the palace of the emperor were thrown down the parliament houses were damaged the home of the united states minister was almost wrecked and several foreign buildings were entirely destroyed when the first shock came i was sitting in a room on the second floor of a large office structure belonging to the government talking with one of the officials all at once the walls began to move and the floor trembled under my feet at the same time the clerks began to run through the halls and my japanese friend cried out it is an earthquake come we must run we did so only to see the greater part of the building fall to the ground immediately after we had left it since then i have visited japan several times and have felt many slight shocks but none which has caused any great damage or loss of life one of the most important features of japan is its numerous fine harbors the chief farms and factories are nowhere far from the sea and the people can send their products cheaply to market almost every island has beautiful bays and west of kobe in the inland sea a long narrow strip of the ocean almost shut in by islands abounding in inlets and harbors in which the water is quiet all the year round these excellent harbors have aided in making the people a seafaring nation and we shall learn that their ships now go to all parts of the world another interesting feature is the great ocean currents which wash the shores of the islands 
tempering their climate at all times of the year. One of these is the Kuroshiwo, or the black currant, whose waters in fine weather are of an indigo blue, and ashy pale on cloudy days. The Kuroshiwo might be called the Gulf Stream of the Pacific. It is warm, and it acts as a hot water plant to increase the heat of the eastern side of the islands along which it flows. At the same time, the western shores are made cooler by cold ocean currents flowing down from Siberia. These currents bring vast numbers of fish into the Japanese waters, giving employment to several millions of fishermen who use more than 400,000 boats in the work. The fish are delicious, and we shall eat them in our travels all over Japan. But let us take a little closer view of the islands which compose the Japanese Empire. Some of them are mere rocks jutting out of the ocean, and many are no bigger than a good-sized farm. There are others as large as some of the states of our Union, and altogether they comprise enough territory to support many millions. The total area of Japan is far greater than that of the Kingdom of Italy, and it is more than half again as large as Great Britain and Ireland. If all the land of the world could be collected together and divided into three hundred and twenty-five fields, that belonging to Japan would be more than enough to cover one of them. The five largest islands running from Formosa to Yizo contain most of the land. Formosa is about twice the size of the state of New Jersey. Shikoku and Kushu, taken together, equal the state of West Virginia. Yizo is as big as Indiana, and Hondo is as large as New York and Ohio combined. In addition, on the mainland of Asia is Korea, which is about twice the size of Ohio. As to Yizo and Formosa, they are to the rest of the empire, as our partially settled territories are to the most populous states of the Union. Yizo might be called the Japanese Alaska, and it has, among its population of more than a million, a few natives, called Ainos, who are not much more civilized than our Eskimos. They live in rude huts and have so much hair that they have been nicknamed the hairy men of Japan. Formosa, which was gained by war from China, has many savages who live in the mountains. Some of them are headhunters, of whom but little is known. Formosa has also many Chinese. It produces a vast deal of rice, camphor, and tea. Japan proper has altogether more than 50 million people, and with Korea and Formosa, over 65 millions. The great majority of them are on the island of Hondo, which is so large that the people speak of it as the mainland. It forms the heart of Japan and contains Tokyo, the capital, where Parliament meets and where the Emperor lives. It is upon Hondo that have taken place the chief events of Japanese history. It has been the residence of the emperors since the days of Jimu Tenno, who lived 660 years before Christ, and it was the seat of the great revolution of a half a century or so ago by which Japan came out of her seclusion and made herself one of the great powers of the modern world. It was of this island that Marco Polo wrote when he returned from China, bringing his stories of Sapango, an island off the coast of East Asia which was loaded with gold. And it was this land that Christopher Columbus hoped to reach first when he started out on his new route to China and discovered America. We shall look in vain for Japanese gold, although Marco Polo said that the very dogs of the country 
wore golden collars and that the roofs and floors of the emperor's palace were entirely of gold the latter being made in plates like slabs of stone a good two fingers thick the islands of japan have very little gold although they produce iron copper and silver and have large deposits of petroleum and coal some of the coal mines extend far out under the sea and there is one such mine in the western part of the empire which has more than fifty miles of tunnels all under the ocean some of them lying sixteen hundred feet below the surface of the water end of chapter three